0: For more information, visit moultriemobile.com.
1: All right, guys, welcome to today's show, and this is going to be a sweet episode. I'm super pumped about it because I'm going to be discussing some of the plans that I've already got made in 2023, and hopefully, even more come up. I'll talk a little bit about uh, the gear that I use, the preparation, preference points, things like that. But as a whole, this is just me looking forward to all the hunts that I hope to have happen. And I hope a lot of them like sneak up and surprise me. Um, and you know, maybe it's not something that I'm planning for, but maybe I just get a last minute invite out somewhere. So we'll see how it all goes, but let's jump into today's episode right now. You're listening to the Western rookie, a hunting podcast full of tips, tricks, and strategies from seasoned Western hunters. There are plenty of opportunities out there. We just need to learn how to take on the challenges is completely
0: different up there. I've harvested 26 big game animals.
1: You can fool their eyes, but you can't fool their nose. 300 yards back to the road turned into three miles back the other way. It's always cool seeing new hunters go and harvest an animal.
0: I don't know what to expect. If there's anybody I want in the woods with me, it'll be you.
1: All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And I'm super excited about this episode because I'm gonna be talking all about my plans for 2023. Now, I had a phenomenal year in 2022 slash 2023 season, however you wanna say that. And it all started, I think the first hunt that I did was actually my first ever tag-along archery mule deer hunt. It was my first Western archery hunt that I've been a part of to any extent. And I took my good friend Linnea out She knew that I was a hunter. She knew that I was an archery hunter. I had experience hunting western game, just not with a bow. And she was looking for pointers, advice, you know, somebody to tag along and kind of show her the ropes. Now, we had phenomenal encounters with bucks all week long. We were inside of 100 yards. Gosh, I don't even know how many. Probably 15 different deer. So that alone is a feat in and of itself. But I found a unit That we hunted and it's a place that I plan on hunting every year moving forward I'm gonna be putting in for points in Utah from now on it was just Incredible the amount of game animals we found and that we saw all throughout the week Not only during the hunt but like leading up to the hunt driving around It's just it's a different world out there if you haven't been to Utah. I mean, it's totally different than Colorado, Wyoming Montana But it's very unique and very exciting. It's just a cool place to hunt all around. So I think that might be, if I draw that unit, which she did it with zero points. So fingers crossed, I have the same luck. If I draw that unit, I think that'll be my first hunt of the year. I'll I'll be hunting a bunch of bucks that are still in velvet, most likely. I think we only saw one, maybe two bucks all week that had shed their velvet. And so man, it's just thinking about getting my hands on a buck or getting close enough to even be drawn back on a buck in velvet, especially a mule deer. I mean, they're pretty majestic animals. The way they bound, the way they can move through that kind of terrain blows my mind. And I think that mule deer hunting is something that I could get hooked on in a hurry. So that's probably going to kick off my 2023 season, if all goes well. But I'm going to be putting in for a lot more places. So I'll I'll do my normal Colorado hunt. I go out there every year with an awesome group of guys. And my track record there has been pretty outstanding. I mean, I'm three for three on bull elk. Uh, I got a mule deer with my rifle. And I think I had one other mule deer tag for a totally different unit. Completely struck out on that. And then I also didn't fill a bear tag that I had. So it's not a hundred percent, but when it comes to elk and mule deer in that specific unit, I haven't missed yet. And I don't want to sound cocky. I want to sound confident because I like going into seasons. I like going into hunts with the mentality that like I'm gonna get this done. And so that hunt is something that I'm gonna do year after year. But in addition, I plan on putting in for Montana wyoming utah arizona new mexico i'm going to continue to build points for colorado for not only elk and mule deer but bear pronghorn mountain goat moose actually i take that back i said mountain goat and i didn't mean it i don't think i will go out mountain goat hunting and i'll tell you why i mean i had an awesome hunt with my buddy sean but i really didn't like the meat And I don't want to go out there and take an animal like that if I'm not going to eat it. And so, like Moose, I got to help him on his hunt with that, and it was phenomenal. But I just don't think that Mountain Goat is something I'm going to pursue. I will put in for bighorn sheep. I want to experience that type of hunt at least once. I mean, it might be one of those hunts. I feel like sheep guys are insane. Like, once you start sheep hunting, that's the only type of hunting or the number one type of hunting in your mind. And so I'm pretty pumped about that. Hopefully, at some point in my life, I can draw a bighorn sheep tag or a desert bighorn tag somewhere in the country. People probably go their whole lives trying and not succeeding, but you better believe I'm going to give it my best shot. So those are a few of the hunts that, or a few of the preference points that I'm going to continue to build and continue to move forward with but I really, really want to get out and chase a mule deer with my bow. I also want to get out and chase an elk with my bow. Now, if you know anything about Colorado, you can't shoot a bull with your bow and with your rifle. I don't think I can give up my rifle spot. So that means trying to branch out to a different state and hunt elk. I keep putting in for Missouri because they've got tags here now that they give away. Out of all the applications, I don't know how many people put in for it, but they've only been give, giving out like a half a dozen tags. So fingers crossed again there, but I'm not that hopeful that it's going to happen. You've also probably heard me talk to Jacob Coons before on the podcast, and we've talked about Kentucky and Pennsylvania elk. Also, we've got more elk south of me in Arkansas. And so there are a lot of really cool elk opportunities that might be outside the box for most people. You know, when they think elk, you're thinking that postcard of a giant 7x7 seven seven bull bugling, his, his breath is visible in the cold air, and that's great, but there are so many other places other than the Rockies that you can chase after elk. Even Oregon. Oregon's amazing. Northern California, Washington. Those are all places I'm going to be looking at in the future. But this year, my number one goal is to get on a couple archery hunts out west for both mule deer and elk. Another thing that I haven't checked off my list in Colorado is antelope. I was talking with my buddy Shane. I think it was during elk camp, actually. No, it was right before. That's right. We were hooking up the trailers, and we were getting all the coolers and side-by-sides, And four-wheelers and all that good stuff loaded. And he started showing me pictures of the antelope that his daughter had shot. And I was like, man, that's something that I've never done. And he's like, dude, you want to get on antelope? Let me know. I'll get you on antelope. And so that's something that's pretty easy, I feel like, as an introductory western hunt. Now, it's a lot different. You know, you're hunting them in the plains, typically. And you're not hiking up and down mountains all day long. But you can get fairly close to them with a rifle. I don't think I'm going to jump right into archery hunting them because I've seen what that takes and how, how skittish the animals are. And when you're hunting them without a lot of cover, maybe not even a lot of topography, that would be very difficult. And so I'd like to figure them out a little bit. I'd like to get a couple of years of rifle hunting under my belt for antelope, and then maybe go hunt them with a bow. I've also seen a lot of people that go after them over watering holes, which to me, I don't know. There's some Western people that do it year after year, and that's awesome. For me, when I think about Western hunting, I think about spot and stock. I think about spending a ton of time glassing. I don't think about sitting in a ground blind and waiting for the animals to come to me. That's the type of stuff we do here in Missouri. A lot of guys do that style of hunting in the midwest and even in the east or southeast but for me when i go out west i like to pursue i like to wow that yawn has been coming on for a while sorry that just totally interrupted the show anyways there's a lot of people who do that and that's totally fine but yeah, when I go out west, I like to get my boots on the ground. I like to put miles on. I like to work for it. I like to take long shots. I also like to get in close. And so it's just a different mentality, I guess, in in the style of hunting, the way I want to hunt, and my tactics involved in each hunt when I go out west. So those are some of the hunts that I am really, really excited about. Now... I don't know. I still have time to potentially get out to Utah and chase after mountain lions. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. We are under contract on the house. We actually close in like two weeks. And so there's a lot of stuff that's going to be going into that. There's a lot of groundwork that needs to be done. Um, Excuse me. There is also uh, a trailer on the property that we're going to kind of renovate in the meantime while we're building. So, if I can sneak away to Utah and chase after, chase after mountain lions, you better believe I'm gonna do it, but I just don't know yet if that's gonna happen. I also started thinking and talking to my buddy Brad today about potentially going out and chasing after spring gobblers in the mountains. I've, I've slowly been getting into turkey hunting here in Missouri. I've had fun, I've had success. But I feel like the scenery out there, the fact that you could be calling birds, they could be pitching off the mountains towards you, hunting them in thick timber, like that sounds like it could be pretty exciting, and you're just in beautiful country anyways. So there's a lot of things coming up this year. And, man, I do think that archery, elk, and mule deer are probably the top right now. Man, I'm, uh, as I'm talking, I'm thinking about all the different things that I'd like to get out there and try. In addition to, like, actually hunting for meat, shed hunting has been on my radar for a while. And I've picked up some decent sheds while elk hunting or, you know, helping other people, scouting, that type of thing, which is fun. But I want to do a couple big western shed trips. Because the places that I've hunted elk, I've seen sheds. I've picked up sheds. I've watched other guys pick up sheds. The place that we went moose hunting. I know, like, there were so many moose there. And honestly, I suck at shed hunting. So if I can have a giant moose paddle that I'm looking for versus, you know, a tiny little fork or a three-point side for a whitetail, you better believe I'm going to do it. I, I just think that, the day that I start limiting myself and not pursuing new, t- new types of hunts, not that I'll get bored or want to stop hunting, but it takes something away from it. Some of my favorite hunts to think about or like the anticipation of the hunts are ones that I have no idea about, ones that I go out and try for the first time, and it's like those moments leading up to it. My mind's just rushing and, and running crazy because I don't know what I'm about to get myself into. So there's, man, there's endless opportunities. And I know you guys hear me talk about opportunities all the time on this show. And I can't stress enough how many different opportunities there are for American hunters to get out west and do things. Whether it's fly fishing or shed hunting or, you know, like I said, chasing after speed goats, even whitetail. I've seen the videos, I've seen the YouTube series where they chase after whitetail in places like Montana, Wyoming, even Oregon, and Idaho, and people overlook that a lot, but there's big deer out there, and I feel like it'd be pretty cool to be sitting in a tree stand, and you're watching whitetail, you're watching mule deer, you might even see antelope out there, you might have an elk walk through. That just blows my mind to think about, and yeah, I just I I should probably start writing all of this stuff down. I need to be keeping better track of my points, where all I'm applying, and you know where my goals are to be. But as people tell me about things, uh, as people mention other opportunities, even bear, shoot, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. As I start going through this stuff, I start thinking about all the other. Hunts in bear hunting, whether it's with hounds or with my rifle, I'll probably always get a bear tag if it's available in the unit that I hunt. Some years it's not. This year I wasn't able to get one, and so I feel like I feel like bear hunting with hounds or with my rifle would be pretty sweet. I I'm curious to see what what your guys's hunts are, what those things are that you're pursuing this year um the things that you're building points for in future years because it's a long game on some of these hunts as you probably know and if you don't know i'm telling you right now it's a long game you want to draw a moose tag yeah you could be the freak lucky person that gets it with four points i doubt it the odds are definitely against you in that but it can happen in reality you should be planning probably 15 to 25 years ahead on that. And I've heard stories of guys who are well beyond that in preference points, and they still haven't drawn. And I get it. It's a lot of money. I've told guys that before I talk to my buddies about that. By the time I actually draw a moose tag, the odds are just in preference points and then the tag sale itself once I draw in Colorado I could pay for a full hunt to go up to Alaska and do it but there's something special about Colorado and I definitely got hooked on not only seeing moose but the idea of taking one for myself and I want to do it with a bow there's probably going to be a common theme throughout a lot of this and that's that archery hunting is just different it's a different animal and I love rifle hunting. I'm never going to give it up, but I feel like a lot of these hunts that I've done, I want to do again just with archery equipment. And you know, I joke about it all the time. We try to we try to make things harder on ourselves. Maybe it's just more of a challenge. I don't know what it is that makes us want to do that, but it it really is addicting to think about like going out there and sliding in close to an elk and slipping an arrow right behind its shoulder. And I just think that would be gosh, it's like I watch videos all the time. Uh there's a there's a I think it's an Instagram channel called Killshot Central. And you'll see just like real quick clips of a bull running in and a guy just standing there at full draw. And then you just watch, sometimes in real time, sometimes in slow motion, the arrow you know, going through and you just see a clean pass through and then you watch the bull run off and I'm like, man, I've been close to bulls in the past. I've never been that close. Um, not, not to ones that I can actually hunt, you know, like in the park or driving down the road, you might see one here or there, but like actually in pursuit of a bull elk, I've never even been remotely that close. And so with that, comes the preparation for this year. Because one, there's a huge financial commitment, mental commitment, time commitment. But you better be in shape, you better have the right gear, you better have the confidence to actually get it done, the confidence in yourself and your own skills and your equipment. And that confidence probably isn't going to come unless you put the work in. And so I want to look at getting really, really dialed in. Honestly, I want to be shooting tight groups. And Obviously, I'm not going to be hitting, like, touching, fletching on the target at 100 yards. But I really do want to get good shot groups at 100 yards. I'm talking like a a pie plate every single time. That would be sweet, and that would make me comfortable going out west, knowing that I have a much larger effective range than what I've kind of limited myself with, with whitetail. And... That debate's happened on the podcast before, like why is it that people out west are so confident shooting 95 yards when most of the guys around here are like 35 is kind of my max. So I want to bump that effective range out. I want to get more consistent. I want to push myself mentally and physically this year also. Today I did a cold plunge for the first time. It was in a river. We had just got done hiking. And everyone's like, dude, we should totally do a cold plunge. So we did. And so I want to like strengthen my mind and my body in preparation for this next hunting season so that I can be the most effective hunter that I can be. And so with all that said, I mean, you guys should be applying if you're not already. Find those states where it's only a couple couple dollars for a preference point point. And just put in one year after the next and then when you decide hey it's time or you have the funds or you have the equipment or um, whatever it is that you need you can actually go out there and pursue one of these animals and probably have a better unit than the places that i hear a lot of people hunting i talk to people all the time and they're like man it was a slow year i hardly saw anything and i'm like dang that's That's pretty wild because this year for me was lights out. The fact that I was part of an elk camp this year where we harvested seven bulls is still weird to even mention, but, but I know that as you prepare, as you get comfortable, as you learn new places, that's the other thing. If you are wanting to go out West, start doing the research now about the harvest statistics and data for different units uh the draw the draw odds on it because here's the deal you might have a unit that's over the counter right next to a unit that's phenomenal and you can't tell me that those elk or those deer know right where that boundary is and like oh hey i'm going to stay over here i i know they're smart and and they can outwit us sometimes but like there's going to be the bleed over and so if if these units that take multiple points are adjacent to A public land unit that you can get an over-the-counter tag at maybe be looking at those places too um i've got a lot of research to do this year because i'm going to be putting in for probably close to a dozen states total that's counting east and west but even out west you know i need to start figuring out what units that i really want to hunt in i need to be putting in that back work i need to be looking at onyx i need to be you know, talking through it with podcast listeners or people that I know from those areas, like, hey, what advice would you give me? Where do you think I should hunt? Um, yeah, it's crazy. I just finished my last set today for Whitetail here in Missouri, and it was a bus. And then I proceed to see on one of my other trail cameras, an hour and a half after season, a buck shows up that I've never seen, and he is an absolute monster. But in looking at the end of this season, because it really did just end for me, I want to already start planning and preparing because I don't want like the last-minute crunch time, oh, I'm not ready, I didn't have all of my stuff, I forgot this or that back in Missouri, and I should have it with me. I want to hone some of my um, my equipment. My bow, I absolutely love it. I don't think I'm going to switch. I did just find this new era company at ATA last week, that I'm going to get some custom arrows built, and I'm pretty pumped about that. As well, I looked at some of the new sights, so I don't even know what sight. I should probably know what sight I'm shooting right now. But I stopped at the Spot Hog booth, and dude, there is a really sweet, really easy, adjustable adjustable sight. And I believe they make it in three, I think they make it in one, three, and five pin. I currently have a single pin but I really like the idea of having a three pin setup. And then I can still adjust that bottom pin to whatever I want, maybe out to 120 yards even. But if I've got like my 20, 30, 40, I don't have to make any adjustments, you know, potentially have a deer bust me or an elk bust me because I'm having to adjust my dial. I'd rather only have to adjust it once I got out past that bottom pin um and then you know take it from there i honestly wasn't going to dive too much into the gear side of things but while we're on that topic i will tell you right now i will not be changing my boots i absolutely love my Kennetrex. i won't be changing my bow i won't be changing my broadheads i won't be changing my pack i got that eberly stock pack this year absolutely love it anytime like this weekend i went camping with some buddies They were all commenting on it, like, dude, that's a super sick bag, and um, when I find things that I like, I can't imagine myself veering away from them. It's not in me. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Like, you hear that saying, or you've heard that saying all the time, and uh, it doesn't make sense to me to upgrade equipment that doesn't need upgrading that works perfectly fine and that I like a lot. So, a couple things I'll be upgrading, a couple things I won't, honestly... A lot of my focus is obviously going to be putting in for draws and in for units and getting preference preference points that I haven't been accumulating recently. I'm just looking forward to an awesome 2023. So to recap 2022, I got up in a tree, shot my biggest buck with my bow. Next day, went out, shot a doe from the same exact tree. And this was after assembling my platform – and my sticks for my, um, for my saddle setup in the driveway before walking out. So first two days, I kill biggest buck ever, a bonus doe. Go out to Colorado, I kill my biggest bull ever on day one. Then I go up to Wisconsin, bus on opening day. The second day, I kill my biggest buck ever with a rifle as well as a doe. And then I was able to focus, and actually it was later that afternoon that I got my nephew on a buck, and it was his first time hunting, and he shot a really nice nine point, or I guess in the West you would call it a five by four. I wonder if anybody does that with whitetail. If anybody calls it by like the five by four or, you know, oh, is it six by six. Or if that doesn't translate with whitetail there. I don't know. I'll have to ask some, somebody about that. Um, anyways, man, my brain is just going a million miles miles an hour right now thinking about all the different hunts that I could potentially do this year, and I could not be more excited. I'm sure other things are going to pop up. They always do. But those are the few that currently I'm focusing on. And like I said, the mental toughness side of the things, that for me is – Huge. I feel like I've got quite a bit of quit in me when I'm comfortable and here in the Midwest, but, um, I've got like no quit in me when you put me on the mountain and I want to get to that mental toughness side of things, you know, push in farther, train harder, shoot farther, um, just be in better shape, be able to pack out an animal and not be complaining the entire time on the way out. Uh, but just be like, put my head down and go and just not allow myself an opportunity to quit, to slow down, to back off, whatever. I would rather just be a force to be reckoned with out there on the mountain. Now, I'm not going to keep rambling because I feel like I've already been doing that a ton. Just want to make you guys aware of all the hunts that I plan on going on and hopefully more get added to that list for the 2023 season and so keep your eyes peeled because some of these draw um, deadlines and the preference point deadlines and all that stuff they creep up on you and i've had that happen to me in the past where i was totally ill prepared didn't actually get any tags because i was behind the eight ball but yeah it's gonna be a fun year we'll see i mean i always say i'm happy with my gear right i find myself all the time seeing something and being like man I really want that. They've got it. And I will actually tell you about one product that I will be purchasing specifically for Western hunting. Cause I, I I would use it here and there for whitetail hunting, but honestly, Western hunting is going to be where it's at. Actually come to think of it. I would probably use it every time I go out, even whitetail hunting here, but that is a bow spider. I saw this thing firsthand. I'd seen it, seen it online before, but I saw it firsthand at ATA this year and it was sweet. Like basically a giant hockey puck with a groove in it and a a small post that comes off of your bow like right behind the stabilizer and they clip in together super well you can wear it on your hip on your back um you can put it in the like on the back rest of your car uh or your truck and it's just a really cool tool to help you be more hands-free to not have to set your bow down all the time Um, and so like, especially for glassing, if I'm going to be out chasing after, after mule deer and elk this year with my bow, um, I just don't want more things in my hand. So I would rather have that in a safe spot, secure on my pack. And it's really easy. Like I'm talking one hand retrieval of it, pull it off. You're basically ready to shoot right away. I mean, if you've got an arrow out of the quiver if you've got your release hooked on, which in that situation I would probably keep it in my pocket. But anyways, the bow spider was something really, really cool that I saw at ATA that I'm excited to add to my list of equipment and, uh, you know, hopefully keep my hands warmer. You know, they're not having to hold on to the bow the whole time I'm hiking around, um, but I'll use it for every archery hunt that I do. Enough of all that, though. Um this was a fun episode i really am looking forward to 2023 we'll see how it all pans out and until next time guys get out there and chase new adventure and that is gonna wrap it up for today's show man i am pumped i'm just fired up to get out and chase after some animals i'm excited for draw day you know it's different times different places around the country but I always look forward to draw results and getting those emails and you either have a bunch of money that comes out of your bank account or you look on and it's like congrats you drew successfully so hopefully i get more of those uh messages this year than what i've had in the past but it's it's gonna be a great season i hope you guys are looking forward to it i hope that you're gearing up for it and uh good luck out there this year tag me and stuff and if you haven't already Leave a review and a rating. I don't talk about that a whole lot anymore, but it really does help out the podcast. So who knows? And maybe Mother Nature will bless you back with a giant bull elk or a mountain lion or a bighorn or whatever it is that you're chasing. So go leave a review and a rating for the show. Let me know what you think. It's always fun to hear your feedback. Until next time, though, guys, you know what's coming. Get out there and chase new adventure.